1: Blackhawks
0: 4! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
1: Hour 2 of the VGK Insider Show rolling along here on a Tuesday. It's Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman with you right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas free agency opens tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning. It's going to be a busy day, whatever we don't get to tomorrow. We're going to be with you the rest of the week here on Fox sports, Las Vegas. And then we will be on break until next season, as is customary with the VGK insider show when the season's over and everything kind of grinds to a halt and everyone goes to their cottage at PEI or, you know, wherever they're going to their cottage in Canada, uh, And everything shuts down in the NHL until late August, early September. Uh, So will we. So today, tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, uh, the final VGK Insiders show before going on hiatus. Um, Until next season training camp, all that fun stuff. So. We've go, we're going to have a lot to get to, a lot to really discuss and unpack over the next couple of days, especially with free agency opening tomorrow. We've still got more information on the VGK uh, Development Camp, which is taking place right now as we speak. There will be scrimmages, not tomorrow, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we'll have complete breakdowns of the scrimmages from Golden Knights Development Camp, which players are really kind of standing out to us as we view the scrimmages and, and Chapman, but i view the scrimmages a little bit more importantly than the practice habits yeah you want to see guys work hard yes you want to see individual skill uh, pop through but when there's a game situation or a game setting you get the idea of a player's awareness their hockey sense all of those things so we've got a lot more to get to here this week as well as today and i just want to pass along uh uh, a, a brief update, though I don't think it's it's clearly breaking news because we kind of had a sense that as late in the day as it is right now, Johnny Goudreau was not going to be re-signing with the Calgary Flames. He is not going to be electing to take the extra year on the deal that the Calgary Flames can offer him ahead of free agency. But Elliot Friedman reporting that he is hearing, I always love the, the verbiage, hearing that Johnny Goudreau has decided to test free agency. So this is the perfect time. It's a perfect storm of situations where we have a little bit of time to dive into the top free agents on the board going into free agency tomorrow morning. We're going to take them on a case by case basis. And I know I've been teasing it for a day or so, but I want to start here with Evgeny Malkin because I, I know that Johnny Gaudreau is a fascinating name because of how, monstrous of a year he had last year, and how good of a player he is, and I'd argue really kind of in the middle of his prime. You know what you're going to get from Johnny Goudreau probably for the next four to five, five to six years. And while it's an attractive name, it doesn't intrigue me as much as Evgeny Malkin does. Evgeny Malkin is a real interesting player for me because I just don't feel like he should retire in a uniform other than the Pittsburgh Penguins uniform. Like Evgeny Malkin should be a career Pittsburgh Penguin, but I get the sense. It's a sinking feeling that I have right now, given the fact that he's going to test free agency for the first time in his career, that that's not going to be the case. I just don't think Malkin's going to get to the market and go back to the Pittsburgh Penguins, especially when the Penguins are starting to spend some money, and we'll get to that in one-timers. But I am conflicted about this one. Because on the one hand, I do believe Evgeny Malkin should be a lifelong Penguin. I believe he should retire a Penguin. But I also believe that even though he scored 20 goals in 41 games last year and he was not his typical normal self battling back, coming through, coming back from injuries, I feel like this is the right time for the Penguins to move on. I'd even make the argument they should have done so with Chris Letang. Where are you at on this, Chapman? Where do you kind of fall in this debate? of is it the right time to move on from Evgeny Malkin? Even though you feel like he should be rewarded, even though you feel like he should be a career penguin, is this the right time to move on?
0: You know, I'm a big believer in you don't go for nostalgia. Like, you don't keep guys around just because you have... Fond memories with them. It's a it, it, the goal is to win, <laughs> and if Malkin yeah. is not capable of helping the Penguins win, or if the, the the money he wants is is too much for the Penguins to to pony up, and and you know the obviously the injury uh, questions are there. How 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 much is he going to yeah. be able to play for you? Nostalgia is good. I want to win, and. You mentioned mm-hmm. the Latang deal, and and I think that's probably one where, eh, you know, he's he's probably a Hall of Famer. He's he's a good player. You you, you won a bunch with him, but he's old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Move on. And I feel like <laughs> that's the case with with Malkin. You know, he, he oh. th- look the guy the guy in in his prime was 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 incredible. I mean, like we mentioned yesterday, he won a Hart Trophy, won a con Smythe, three Stanley Cups, mm-hmm. but at some point. He he he's not capable of helping your team win. And if he wants a ton of money and you're just not comfortable with giving him that money, like I'm sure if if, if they could satisfy the, the what, what if Malkin was willing to take what the Penguins were offering, my guess is that they would probably mm-hmm. re sign him. But I don't think that's okay, the hold case. On.
1: So so let's 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 pause there for a moment. What do you think the Penguins are offering him? And let me ask you the question a different way. Evgeny Malkin, right now, is coming off of an eight-year, $76 million contract, a $9.5 million cap hit, okay? That's what his status is. That's what his contract is that just, just concluded. Last year... Evgeny Malkin was a point a game player on a bad leg, and he scored 20 goals in 41 games. That would have been an 84 point season, and it would have been a 40 goal year for Evgeny Malkin at 35 years old on a, bum, lead, on a bug, bum leg. So the question that I have for you is, what's a fair value for Evgeny Malkin right now? Let's start there. I don't. I'm not. I. I I've. I've seen some of the numbers that have been. of filtered out there. But I want to know from you right now in this moment, what would have been a fair contract tendered to Evgeny Malkin from the Penguins?
0: Well, I'm going to look at the last couple seasons for Evgeny Malkin, and I'm going to look and see 41 Mm -hmm. games. I'm going to see 33 games. I'm going to see 55 games. I see 68 games. Eh. I see a guy who progressively is missing more and more time. So... I'm not willing to give a guy that much. Like, I think somewhere in the five to six range is probably... I mean, they gave Latang $6.1 million. Jake sure. Gensel's making $6 million. You, you, you can't pay him more than Gensel because right now Gensel's a better player. I understand different position, but Gensel's a better player than him right now. So... I think maybe five to six, but I, I would imagine Malkin probably feels like his market value is a little bit higher.
1: So four by six, would that get it done? I think so.
0: Yeah. I mean and, and look, Pittsburgh has the cap space to do it. So I, I mean I mm-hmm. think I think mm-hmm. that's that's reasonable. I mean look, this is a guy he, he's he's uh you know, he he's thirty five years old. Do you really want to keep him there until he's thirty nine though?
1: I don't think six million dollars is that far off. I guess. However, you're not just paying for the next three years of Evgeny Malkin, and, and and like if it's three years, four years, whatever it is, like you're not paying for that. You're paying for Evgeny Malkin to retire a Penguin, right? Like you're going to get production. It's it's likely going to be under market value, but or over market value. And I think it's, it's simple, right? Like Malkin was willing to take a discount and $7 million would be a discount from his last deal. But I don't think he was looking at a, a tried and true five to $6 million contract when he's only got one more to maximize. I I just, I don't think that that's the case. And there's nothing wrong with Evgeny Malkin saying, come on, that's ridiculous. I'm more than a $6 million player. I'm testing free agency. Yeah. Like, I don't know who the villain is here.
0: No, and, and it's possible there is no villain. I mean, that both yeah. both the, the Penguins are, are looking out for their future. And, you know, the rumors are out there that maybe maybe looking at Vincent Trocek, who I think is, is a good player. And I know you mentioned, you know, we're going to get to them in one-timers. But if you get both of those players and they've already got one of them, you kind of replace the production of 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 Malkin, and you get younger. and I, I think that if I'm Pittsburgh, that's the direction I want to go. but look, I'll never i'll I will never fault the player for yeah. signing the deal that they feel is the best deal for them because I mean, you only have a certain amount of time to play in the league. and and I understand Malkin has made a lot of money in his career. I don't care how much yeah. money he's made. i I'm a big believer in you go out and you make as much money as you can. be greedy. Because you know what? Your career is short and it could be over in an instant and you do what you have to do for you. So I, I don't really feel like there is a villain here. I, I feel like, look, Malkin's looking out for him and the Penguins are looking out for their future. And look, the Penguins have some really smart people in in their in their front office. So I, I, I feel like this is a situation where both are, are going to be amicable and, and it, they're going to go their separate ways. And I think Malkin will always be a legend. In Pittsburgh and I'm sure he will always be welcome back much like Mark andre Fleury is
1: yeah I maybe villain's the wrong word I think there's a considerable amount of playing to media to try to paint this as a Pittsburgh Penguins didn't want Evgeny Malkin angle and and To a degree, I feel like there's a little bit of truth in that. But I also think that this is Evgeny Malkin saying, you know what, I feel the offers I've gotten from the Penguins are lowball. I'm going to go out there, and if I can get 7 or $8 million a year, I'm going to do it. And and so I'm fascinated to see ultimately where Evgeny Malkin lands. But I gave you a homework assignment yesterday, Chapman. I hope you've done your work. <laughs> you don't have to show me the paper. I don't need to see the equations. But just tell me your top three to four destinations for Evgeny Malkin and why.
0: Well, I think the New York Rangers make sense because they're going to be looking for a, a, a number two center because they, they've decided that Andrew Kopp is. they're going to allow him to, to go to free agency. I don't understand why, but they they are going to allow Andrew Kopp to go to free agency. Look, I, I think for a lot of reasons, look, Malkin is not going to go to a, a team that's not good. He's not going to go to the Coyotes. He's not going to go to Seattle. He's going to go to a team that that has a legitimate shot at making a run to the Stanley Cup. I, I don't I I firmly believe that. Like I don't think he's just in it for the money. I think he wants the money and I think he wants to win. And there are places where that's a possibility. So I think the Rangers are a team that, um, that, that that certainly jumps out at me as as a possible destination. And I think if he's if he goes to New York, I think it's a good fit. I think it, it, it's you know with Gerard Gallant, we we know how he is, with, especially with veteran players. So I, I, I think that's a good fit. Another destination I, I I'm going to throw out there, and it's it's kind of funny but it's not too far. I think the other New York team would make sense because I feel like the Islanders look, they're going into their second season in their new arena. They're going to have to go out and sign a big name player because you've got to generate a little more excitement. You missed the playoffs last year. You were right there on the doorstep two years in a row. And then you miss, I feel like it's a good fit there too. Look, you have a new coach. You're going to want to bring in some, some new, some new players. I mean they have a good team. I I, I mean I love Matthew Barzal, and and I, I feel like the Islanders are 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 a contender. I feel like last year was a bit of a fluke in that they missed. I mean they had some some unforeseen circumstances. Um another another place I could see him going is Calgary. Because I, I feel like they're gonna lose Johnny Goudreau. And I felt that way for a while. I do not I did not think Goudreau was gonna re-sign in Calgary. They have the sure. money. Their GM has, has made it clear that they are going to spend up to the cap, so they're going to go out and sign free agents, and they're going to need mm-hmm. to find a guy to, to, to replace Goudreau. And I'm not saying that Malkin's a 115-point guy because he's not, but he helps you you recoup some of that money. I mean, you, you've you tendered offers to, to Kachuk and Mangiapane, Malkin... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, if he fits in Calgary. Like, I don't know if he's a Daryl Suter-type player. <laughs> but I, I, I think Calgary, because of the fact that they're going to need to go out and sign some players to to re- recoup that production that they're going to lose with Goudreau, the one last team that I'm going to throw out there, and I, I don't know how it happens because I don't feel like they have the space to to pull it off, I'd love to see yeah. him go to Washington. I would love to see him and Ovi on yeah. on the same team. It would be fun for, for the sport to have two of the biggest Russian yeah. stars in the last generation of players together on that team. You you, you throw Tom Wilson in the mix, and I, I feel mm-hmm. like Washington kind of has to do something. I mean, they certainly don't have a goalie. We don't know who their goalie is going to be, so they're going to have to find a way yeah. to outscore right. everybody. But I, I think it would be fun to see him in Washington. Plus, you have the aspect of Pittsburgh and the Capitals, I mean, I know they, they they haven't really gone at each other the last few years, but that was such a great rivalry for so long. I think maybe that's why Malkin would not go to Washington, but maybe Ovi can entice him.
1: So you, it's funny because you mentioned Washington and, and, and cap space. Now, they do have uh, just under $9 million in cap space right now. Granted, they don't have any goaltenders, but hey, what did, what does it matter if you get Evgeny Malkin? Like, that's a that's a destination I think would be just Chaotic. So I, I of course, had Washington on my dream list. Uh, The other one that I find to be an intriguing one is, and again, this is predicated on the Philadelphia Flyers doing something that makes sense, which they they have not done uh, to this point in the offseason, but if Evgeny Malkin played for the Philadelphia Flyers, Considering he's been a lifelong Penguin, oh boy, oh, that man. would be beautiful. The, it he, would be he would definitely have the some great detractors. Story. Well, I, because he and Sid are such good friends, yeah. right? What would that mean for the friendship? What would that mean for how Penguins fans are viewing what Malkin is going through right now and po- placing a lot of the blame on the front office? If he were to turn around and sign with the Philadelphia Flyers, look out, it would be beautiful appointment <laughs> viewing for the nhl come next season and it would kind um, of the stick Ron like Hextall inter- in the
0: process too
1: yeah yeah, yeah. oh 100 and then the, the last one for me and and i agree with you on the islanders i think the islanders are a dark horse in this one that would be the team that that i think would be interesting for a number of different reasons hockey wise i think it's fit but also, there's bad blood between the Penguins and the Islanders. Those two teams do not like each other. There were line brawls. It was beautiful. Uh, I I would love to see that happen. But I I think the greatest team that Evgeny Malkin can sign with, and and frankly, I don't think it's at all possible from a cap perspective. But Malkin on like a a, a minimum like a minimum league deal to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. League, league minimum. One year, one year. Chapman. League minimum. Evgeny Malkin to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who says no? Well,
0: considering they're at negative in in terms of cap space right now, uh, but Come now, on. that yeah, would you be can,
1: you can move some stuff around.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, you you definitely could. Uh, but man, that that would be incredible. Imagine him and and Corey Perry on the same team. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like that like, like the kind of thing that man that that would be fun. I don't know. I mean, one year deal. Right, so let's, that would be fantastic though.
1: Let's uh, let's take a look at some of the other free agents that are on uh, that are going to market tomorrow, as we just mentioned uh, at our at the beginning of hour number two. Johnny Gaudreau will test free agency tomorrow morning. Where do you think he ultimately ends up?
0: Well, this is a total homer pick, but I think the stars are kind of aligning.
1: <laughs> I think he's
0: going to end up a New Jersey devil. I I you know the Devils mm-hmm. have a ton of money to spend. Uh they they went out and they got themselves their goalie in Vanacek. They made a big splash in free agency last year when they signed Dougie Hamilton. Reunite Dougie and, and Johnny. Uh Plus, he's from New Jersey. He has a house on the Jersey shore uh my my sources tell me he was hanging out there over the weekend. so uh you know I <laughs> in, 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 pulling in, out your sources yeah yeah I, I I have some Jersey Shore sources and and uh, I I heard that he was hanging out in, in his beach house so uh mm-hmm. I, I, I I I think it's a lining for New Jersey now the other the other place I, I thought about him I thought maybe he could, he could go to the Islanders. I, I thought that would be another destination. I don't know where he fits because I don't. I don't know if you're looking for a number one center in the in, in New York, but I, I think it's aligning for New Jersey. And for the longest time, I thought it was going to be Philadelphia. I don't think the Flyers are going to be a player in it.
1: Yeah, well, the Flyers need to move seven million dollars of salary in uh, specifically in James Van Riemsdyk, and again. They're not. So uh, at least not right now, not for the prices that are out there. So I don't think Philadelphia is going to be in on Johnny Gaudreau. I I just don't think they are. Unless they move salary tonight, I do not see that as a potential destination. I agree with you, Chapman. I agree with you. I think it's the New Jersey Devils. I think the New Jersey Devils will land their prized free agent tomorrow in Johnny Gaudreau. I just do. I, I think they can throw the most money at him. And if you're trying to get close to home, and you're assessing what the teams really do have, I think New Jersey's got enough pieces that you can convince Johnny Gudreau you can win there. Yeah, you... and if you can win there, and you can be closer to home, and you get the money, like that's the trifecta. What else do you need?
0: Exactly. I mean, right now you're you're looking at a team with Jack Hughes, Nico Heisher, and and potentially Johnny Goudreau yeah. as, as your top three centers. Yeah. I mean, that to me, that screams a team that is that is really trying to win. They have $25 million in, I'm sorry, $26 million to spend in free agency. I mean, they could sign Johnny Goudreau and go out and sign another really, really high-name, big-name free agent. And, and, and you know, I mean, with P.K. Subban's contract coming off the books, you'd basically just be giving him, Goudreau, P.K.'s money. I, yeah. I, I I mean, and to me, that's a that's a brilliant thing for the Devils if they're able to land Goudreau because you you get the Jersey kid, a guy who is a hockey legend in that state, and and you bring his hundred and fifteen points to 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 the to the Meadowlands to Newark, and and it's fantastic.
1: Okay, so what about Nazem Kadri?
0: You know, I I I think if if Malkin does not end up in New York, I think Kadri is a good destination for the Rangers. As well, I I think he kind of fits a little bit with the toughness and and just being a guy who's a real pain to play against. Uh, I, I I think the Rangers are a live destination, but I'm also going to throw Calgary in there again. You're you're going to be looking mm, to yeah. replace, um, and and the idea of him being in Calgary and going against Edmonton and potentially Evander Kane. I mean, I don't know how close Kane is to resigning, if he's even close at all, but the idea of those two guys potentially being in Alberta together. Sign me up for that.
1: Yeah, I you know it's interesting. I feel like Kadri could go to Calgary, and it would make a lot of sense. I've got a hot take that I don't know is a. I'm just going to throw it out there. If I'm going to, if I'm like, if I'm the Anaheim Ducks, I'm offer sheeting uh, Matthew Kachuk tomorrow. I am throwing all the money at Matthew Kachuk tomorrow. I am throwing an offer sheet in the table. I am going to make a splash with literally $40 million that I have in cap space. So if I'm Anaheim, I'm not saying that I am, but if I'm Anaheim, I'm going to offer sheet Matthew Kachuk. And in the event that Calgary wants to stay competitive, and I'm sure they would match that offer sheet, I don't see that being an issue. If I'm Nazem Kadri, I feel like that's the perfect fit. The Rangers make sense because you're not playing in Canada. Maybe the 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 fishbowl of of playing there for Kadri is a little bit too much. But I do think, I do think that it's going to be Calgary or the Rangers. I, I think those are two teams that make a lot of sense for Nazem Kadri. What about Claude Giroux?
0: You know, this was a tough one because I don't know how much how how long of a term he's looking for. He's 34 years old. Uh, he he seemed like a like the most loyal guy on the planet to stick it out in Philadelphia for as long as he did and, and it sounded like he he refused to be traded to specific teams because he didn't want to have to go up against the Flyers and, and, and be an enemy to their fans. I don't know where, where he lands. I think if they if they could find the the, the, the space, I think the Kings kind of make sense. Um, you know, this is a team that that need no, maybe no, maybe no, stop, needs one more it, player. Stop
1: it! <laughs> stop! 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 But you stop, know,
0: there was stop. one other destination that kind of jumped out at me, Ryan. And they Ottawa. almost oh no 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 they almost traded for him last year. Remember the rumors were out there about Claude Giroux going to Colorado, and the Avalanche yeah, just didn't happening. pull the trigger. They're going to need a number two center. Mm,
1: it's not happening. It's not happening. Claude Giroux will be an Ottawa Senator.
0: Oh, glorious. That's
1: my bold, More my bold prediction. Uh, Claude Giroux will be an Ottawa Senator. Uh David Perron, where's the fit there for for David Perron?
0: That's an interesting one too. We know I can tell you where he will not be going. He will not be going to the Rangers. Um I I I I don't know, Ryan. I mean, he's a guy he, who who can still put the puck in the net. I know I know he's up there in age, but he's still very productive. Mm. For being as old for you know for being at at the age that he's at, I I, I my 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 initial thought was someplace kind of goofy, maybe like Carolina because they're going to need some production. They've got the money to spend. I don't know if if, if he would want to go to Carolina, but yeah, I mean it, it, that's a team that that they're going to lose Trocek. They they could lose a couple more players. I mean they 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 have the money. It seems like a a fit production wise. I think he, I think him and him and Rod Brendermore would kind of get along. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't. I think Carolina is, is what I would guess, but there's so many destinations he could end up. Like, I think he wants to win. Like, I don't think he, again, I don't think he's going to go to Arizona. I don't think he's going to end up in San, well, not like San Jose could sign anybody anyway, but. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, I think he's going to go to a contender, and I, and I think it might be a, an Eastern Conference team.
1: I don't think he's going to a, a contender, but I think he's going to the Boston Bruins. Um, last one that I want to talk about, and it's only because I have a funny story, or not a funny story, but I have a funny prediction, chaos, whatever. Phil Kessel, what do you say? <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Um, if you don't have anything, I'll just get to yeah, my, just I'll get just to get your get story, to my, yeah. my synopsis. Okay, so here's where I'm at with Phil Kessel. If I'm Phil Kessel, I want one thing, and that's to break Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak, right? Right now, Phil Kessel has 982 consecutive games played. He's seven behind Keith Yandel, who holds, holds the record at 989. If I'm Phil Kessel. There's only one team that makes any legitimate sense for me. No, 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 no. A team where he can play Chapman. Phil Kessel (laughs) is going to be a Chicago Blackhawk. Phil Kessel is going to sign with the Chicago Blackhawks. You want to know why? There is 0% chance that Phil Kessel will be a healthy scratch on a Chicago team (laughs) that is going to be looking to the stands to fill out their lineup.
0: (laughs) Great oh man that would be awesome and it makes perfect sense i mean he he spent the last couple years in arizona and it's like Mm -hmm. obviously he he, you know just going a team going through the motions chicago's doing that now
1: (laughs) he won his cups right now it's all about just being in the lineup and going through the motions if that's not the chicago blackhawks i don't know what
0: is oh it's brilliant we
1: take a break We're going to take a break, but before we go, we're going to send you the lucky winner that is caller number four to the Battle for Vegas on Monday, July 18th. That's a pair of tickets. Battle for Vegas, July 18th. Caller number four, 702-876-1340 is the number. One-timers coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores.
0: It's time for one-timers. One-timers.
1: Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo.
0: Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
1: One-timers brought to you by Paul Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. The Pittsburgh Penguins are offering contracts, just not to Evgeny Malkin. Or at least not contracts that if been Malkin's going to sign. But they did re-sign Ricard Raquel to a six year, thirty million dollar contract, a five million dollar average annual value. Does this does this kind of take the penguins out of a potential reconnection with Malkin tomorrow, do you think, Chapman?
0: I think it does because I I, I, I think they're signaling that they want to get younger. Um, I think Ricard Raquel is is a good player. I mean, we got to see him when he was with the the Anaheim Ducks for you know the, the short period of time that it seemed like he was there. But uh, you know, it, it's it's a good deal. I, I think it's a good deal for Raquel. I mean, he, he's set for at least you know until twenty seven, twenty eight. Now uh, this is probably the last big contract he's going to sign. Uh, so for him, it's great. I think for Pittsburgh, they get younger. They still leave themselves space to go out and 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 sign some other players. I just think, like like we talked about in the last segment, I feel like the Malkin thing is going to be one of... It's just a divorce, and it, I don't think it's ugly, but I feel like the Penguins are ready to move on, and, and I, I think that this move with Raquel kind of signals that.
1: It's interesting for a number of different reasons when it comes to, to Malkin, but Ricard Raquel is a player that I like. It, it's not going to be a driving force of offense like Evgeny Malkin was for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but you, you may I think you kind of hit it right on the head there, Chapman. They want to get younger. Like They, they want to try to supplement the next three years of Sidney Crosby. Maybe there's another contract. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's one more contract in Sidney Crosby to see if you can get another Stanley Cup out of that player, out of, of that core. And it would feel really weird if the Penguins were to win a Stanley Cup without Evgeny Malkin. There, uh, here's an interesting one, and we've talked about the Flyers a couple of times today, uh, but the the Philadelphia Flyers bought out the last year of Oscar Lindblom's contract, and we we remember Oscar Lindblom here on this show because you're talking about a player that was inspiring. Diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, went through treatment, took a leave, obviously from the team. And then came back in the middle of the pandemic, right? Like, like beat Ewing Sarcoma. Came back in the middle of the pandemic as an inspirational force for the for the Philadelphia Flyers. And and so you save three million dollars if you're Philadelphia. You buy him out. He's under 26. It's a it's a, 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 de- a steep discount on the buyout particulars of this of this contract. So you save three million dollars. Okay, that's fine. If you're, you're telling me it's all about dollars and cents. Okay, that's fine. But this is the same team that three or four days ago traded f- an asset for Tony D'Angelo and signed him to a two-year, $5 million average, average annual value contract. Like, you want to save money. You want to save assets. Don't make the D'Angelo trade. Just get him on the open markets. Could have done that. You didn't have to. And And... More specifically, if all these moves were meant to open up enough space to try to take a run at Johnny Gaudreau, why are you so shy to trade James Van Riemsdyk? Like, it's almost as if the Philadelphia Flyers are trying to execute a plan. It's just when they have to actually put forth all of the pieces to execute said plan, they don't want to do it. And and frankly, if I were Philadelphia, if I were Chuck Fletcher in this situation, I would take a step back for just two seconds. Two seconds! And think about who it is I signed to be the coach of this team. Let me tell you. If you're going to pay Tony D'Angelo and Rasmus Ristalinen million combined a year to play defense on a John Tortorella team, you are going to be in for a world of hurt because they don't play defense. He's going to lose it on those players. And then you subtract the character in the room, the defensively responsible forward in the room that is a prototypical John Tortorella guy. They don't know what they're doing, Chapman. The Philadelphia Flyers don't know what they're doing
0: this is a team that outside of the, the the season in the bubble have been hot trash for the last <laughs> five years. And and the thing that makes me scratch my head is they've got some really good players like Sean Couturier, really good player. They had Claude Giroux, good player. Kevin Hayes, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand how they have been trash for as long as they have. And, it starts at the at the head. You, you you have to wonder what the plan is because, like you said, it doesn't really seem like they have one. I don't like mm. the move for D'Angelo for for the reasons you laid out, and then you buy out Lindblom, and it's a good story. And again, I it it's it's part of the business, right? Like like I I am a big it's part of the business guy, but it sucks. It's, it's part of the business that just sucks because this guy was an inspiration. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all remember him in the hospital ringing the bell when he was done with his last chemo. And, and it was just a really inspiring, great story. But this is the part of the business that sucks. And for the Flyers to do it, and it doesn't really seem like... Like, I understand if you do it and then you move Van Riemsdyk and you have all of a sudden you have $10 million in, in cap space yeah. to go out and sign Johnny Goudreau. Yeah, you didn't clear up anything to go out and sign Johnny Goudreau by doing this. Like the thing is, they could have waited until after free agency if they were serious about signing Goudreau and then make moves because you're allowed to be over the cap at least right now. It just seems yeah, like it, like you know what it is the the Philadelphia Flyers are are the headless horsemen. It's like Ichabod Crane. It, it's it's hysterical watching this team and and a guy who I have Flyer f- fans in my family. Watching the frustration from them with the way this organization is going, for me, it's comical because I I, I never was a Flyers fan. But Mm -hmm. it just seems like this is a city that craves good hockey. They have history. They're just an embarrassment right now.
1: Switching gears, Gungan Keith announced officially his retirement from the NHL today. Uh, We talked about recapture recapture penalty for the Chicago Blackhawks and uh, what it does to free up a lot of cap space for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, 17-year career, two Norris trophies, three Stanley Cups, uh, playoff MVP. Is he a? Is Duncan Keith a first ballot Hall of Famer for you, Chris Chapman?
0: You know, I, I tried to look it up today. Guys who who have won multiple Norris trophies and how they fared on their first attempt to get into the Hall of Fame. I could not find that information, but I think when you look at his body of work. Three Stanley Cups, the two Norris trophies. Uh, look, the, the guy was a really good player for a long time in the league. And, and I think that I don't think it's really debatable. I think he's a first ballot guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a second rounder, right? Who became the the best player in his draft. Like, it, it's it's not debatable at this point. Um he he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I think that Duncan Keith. You look at the body of his work. You look at the fact that his his most important games came in the playoffs. Um, to me, it's a pretty simple one. Like this this guy should be a first ballot, especially when you consider that the Sedins were first ballot. Like, come on, let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. Well, here. yeah,
0: then you you uh, factor in three time All Star. He won a Conn Smythe Trophy. I mean, there's there's I I don't think it's debatable. I mean. Guy's got over 600 points. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Um, I, I, if you told me he's a first ballot guy, I would have zero issue with that. I, I think it's a slam dunk. I think he's a first ballot guy as well.
1: The Buffalo Sabers have agreed to terms on a one-year two-way contract with Malcolm Subban. Subban. So the Sabers technically have a goalie doing better than washington <laughs> nothing you don't have a comment on, uh, on malcolm suban
0: i i love malcolm suban um yeah. you know just one of the one of the fun guys that we got to talk to in the locker room I uh, yeah. had many conversations with him about reggae music um and rum punch believe it or not um if you don't know what that is look it up but uh I, I I I joked before the show that they were the Buffalo Golden Knights because they had five former Golden <laughs> Knights on the roster. As yeah. of tomorrow, they may not have five because both Cody Eakin and Colin Miller are unrestricted free agents. So they might they might lose that moniker of as the Buffalo Golden Knights. But for Malcolm, it's good. You know, he he gets another contract. It's another place where he he gets an opportunity, and it, it's you know it's good for him because I feel like there hasn't been enough consistency. In his career, to to actually get comfortable in one place, Buffalo's an opportunity. I mean, I I feel like that's a place where he he has a real chance to maybe come in and, and, and do something in camp, and maybe you know be be. I don't know if he'll be the opening day starter, but at least be on the roster.
1: Cody Eakin to the Rangers.
0: Oh, he's a Gerard Gallant guy.
1: Mm-hmm. It would be a terrible idea. The Red Flash
0: on this on, on I Broadway. I could see
1: it. I could see it. Uh. Los Angeles Kings re-signed defenseman Alex Edler to a one-year contract, $750,000 cap hit. Uh, also a, a bonus in there for an additional $750,000 with uh, games played uh, bonus being met. Kings are having a pretty good offseason. Um, Edler's good in that he's an older guy who adds that defensive stability. And when, you've, when you're have when you trying to bring along guys like Sean Dursey who play the game free as a bird, you need a little bit of that defensive structure, and Edler certainly brings that to the table.
0: Yeah, and they, I, I think they also uh, uh, re-signed Carl Grunstrom as well. So, um, you know, for, for the Kings, it's it's they're keeping their younger guys together, and, and you bring Edler back, and, and it certainly, as you mentioned, adds some stability. I think the Kings are going to be good, and and I think this is just a, a continuation of what they've been able to do. Uh, Rob Blake is has, you know, I, I think he, he's a guy who as of right now is, is certainly an early season projection to be in the discussion for GM of the year. I mean, especially if, if, if the Kings are, are as good as I'm projecting them to be. I mean, it's it's a good move and, and like the stability is so important. And you mentioned the growth of Sean Dersey, having that guy back there to help him. It's it's just you know, we, we, we see it all the time the way veterans are able to nurture these younger players and help them along and teach them about being a professional they got good things are blooming at at the crypt
1: don't do that those are your one-timers brought to you by paul powell more lawyers less fee we're back to wrap it up next it's catching up with chapman
0: when the guy wouldn't stop talking we had no choice but to give him his own segment it's time for catching up with chapman all right, Ryan. Well, for those who follow me on Twitter, they they know that I had a conversation with Riley Smith yesterday and uh, won't divulge too much about uh, the, the contract. He could not tell me too much. But uh, one of the things he did tell me is that his wife is uh, pregnant with their first child and she's about a month away from, from giving birth. So Riley did say even after the contract uh, the charity softball game, which is Monday night. He will be staying in Vegas. And he said he, he's really, really excited about it. And he's in he, the, the anticipation of waiting for that phone to ring when, when he mm-hmm. gets the call that he's, it's time to go to the hospital. He says he really cannot wait for that. So uh, just a big congratulations to Riley. Uh, I, he's one of my favorite players on the team because he's just so intelligent. And, and you could tell when you talk to him, he's very respectful and he's always been good to us. So a uh, big congratulations to him and his wife. And, uh, you know he's got a, he's got a ways to go before he catches up to Marcia, so and Patcheretti but uh you know good good for him and and good for his wife it's it's obviously you and I both being parents it's a super super exciting time
1: yeah it's the greatest thing in the world it really is um gets you up early and we're going to be up early tomorrow free agency have a great night everybody